Vlog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network Live. We are brought to you by Mio, makers of the first strapless EKG-accurate heart rate monitor sports watches, and Vitargo, the energy replacement and recovery drink of intelligent endurance athletes. My name is Richard Diaz. I am your host. Are you a runner? Getting ready to do your first 5K, 10K, marathon, triathlon, Spartan race? Well, sit tight, because this is a show you just don't want to miss. Good Friday morning, everyone. I've got an amazing show for you this morning. And uh, i, I got to tell you, it's interesting. I think it's really, really interesting. And, you know, when I reached out to all the folks on the social media to let them know what we're going to do today, uh, I don't know, kind of mixed reviews. So I guess controversy is all about um, showmanship. And uh, so we're going to try to tackle this thing this morning. And I have no idea where it's going to lead, but uh, whenever I bring my good friend Jimmy Reed on with me, it, you know, it's hard to say where this is all going to end up. But um, the topic of the show this morning is high on marijuana, the new running supplement. <laughs> oh, let me get Jimmy on with me. Good morning, Jimmy. Hey, Richard. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. So, yeah, this new supplement, it's, you know, it's really not that funny. I mean, it's kind of, um, it makes sense, I think, to people that are open to it and that it helps. Well, you what do you know, think about that? Well, that I, how's that for an opening statement? I, I think it was a good, safe place to come from. Um, so, so you know, Jimmy, you and I go back. Hold on. You know, <laughs> Let me put this we, out. We, Okay, go on. Yeah. yeah, we go back. We go back from the days when, um, you know, it was really ugly if you got caught smoking pot. You know, you, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, literally going to jail and you know, depending on the the volume of substance that you have in your possession, you know, it could be. I mean, there's probably still people in jail from what they did ten years ago, which now is looking at like you know, it's legal in 23 states. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, less and, and some, I, I, less than some traffic violations. Yeah, you know, and it, obviously we're going, to, we're going to trim the herd back a little bit. We're not going to have as many people in jail because we're not going to arrest a bunch of people for smoking pot. And, and I've always had mixed reviews with this. And, you know, I mean, full disclosure, back in the day, you know, um, I, I used to, you know, indulge. I used to participate in, in pot smoking for recreation. And I didn't do a lot of running behind it. Uh, I did it more as, you know, a recreational substance. Uh, But I guess the burning question is, what came first? I mean, was it a lot of guys that smoke a lot of pot took up running? Or was it runners looked at it and said, hmm, if I smoke pot, I don't have to eat Advil? What's your thought? I think the latter. Um, I don't think back in the day, so to speak, it was uh, considered or even there was a possibility of it being a uh, supplement, a training supplement in any way. I mean, it was definitely an escape and, and you know, something to just get high. It was totally recreational. 
Um, and really, the effects, the desired effects were to chill out, relax, and, you know, just get high and get stoned. Yeah. Well, it was definitely you know, not I... something to boost your energy or help healing or anything that, that, that really a lot of people are, are, and a lot of research is showing that could be good positive effects at this time. Right. Well, I gave up smoking pot simply because uh, it was messing me up. I couldn't think. I mean, it, I, I, I found it had a dramatic effect on my memory uh, mm-hmm. and absolutely had influence over my, you know, my drive. I mean, just wanting to do things and being ambitious and, you know, working and stuff like that. I mean, it's like it, it got in the way. So I gave it up a long, long time ago for those reasons. Uh, and I never looked at it as like, gosh, I'm sore from that really hellacious workout. So maybe if I burn a joint here, I'll be I'll be better, right? Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Yeah, um, but it, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that I um, also I won't say that I 100% quit smoking pot because um, honestly, I I will smoke a little bit occasionally uh, with my wife, but usually it's only at home. And uh, well, actually, only at home because I think I've discussed with you even before. If I ever indulge outside the house or in a social situation, the way it affects me now is that I just kind of shut down and and recluse and and I gotta hide and I'll take off without telling anyone. I'll I'll go home. I'll head home. <laughs> but like you know, occasionally on a weekend, you know, w- you know, a few times a year, we'll we'll break it out a little bit and you know, just watch TV. And it's actually in some ways, an enhancement. <laughs> well, you know, they've gotten creative with it. And um, it's it's really it's really becoming interesting in that respect because, you know, back in the old days, you rolled it up in a joint and you smoked it, you know. I mean, creative back then was you put it in a bong or something like that, but it was always mm-hmm. smoking it. And, you know, on occasion, yes. you know, people would, would cook it up in some brownies or something like that. But that was always catastrophic. I mean, you know, oh, you never knew. Horrible. You, you, know, you know what <laughs> I mean? You never knew what you were getting. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, how long it would last. Yeah, but see, now they, they've gotten really, really uh, smart about all this. And they're using it in so many different ways that you almost have to take a look at it. Because now they're learning how to control these strains to um, – you know, modify the effects of the of the buzz you get from it. You know, so and and you know, this is nothing we knew. I mean, we you know, back then it was like, hey, this is good. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, our critique. Of yeah, the it was either good or day, bunk. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. So, but now they're they're you know they they got it figured out. I mean, they're learning how to uh, cultivate these strains in such a way that they have profound. Um, positive influences over various types of diseases and circumstances people are facing. And, you know, obviously there are people that are, I mean, the first thing was, you know, glaucoma patients were using it and, you know, but now they're finding all these, these different things that they can do with it that are making a big difference. So I guess, I guess I don't know, but, uh, you know, having said all that, what I, what I found, and, and I don't know whether it's something that you noticed, but, what I've found is that the ultra running community um, has really gotten after it. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know whether they've really gotten after it or whether they're just starting to show their colors, you know, now that it's becoming legal in more areas of the country. 
But a lot of ultra marathoners are are smoking uh, weed. Uh, not, well, let, let me re- rephrase. It. I don't They're think. Not... It... <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, was gonna say, I don't think it has anything to do with it being legal or not. Oh no! Well, I think it's, no, if, if they if they want to do it, and if they if there if there's a, a desire, they're going to do it. Right. Well. I don't think uh, it is. Okay. So so maybe the, the they're more forthcoming uh, than they might have been. You know, you know, depending on where. I mean, I know in Colorado, it's it's on fire. I mean, oh, is that a joke? But uh, <laughs> but the, the use the use is interesting. Uh, the use is interesting. Um, and I, I know I sent you some of this stuff that I'm looking at, but I picked up a couple of really interesting articles, and one that was written, um, well-written article put out by the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, one of the things that they noted here is this is, uh, and I'm quoting them, they said, the pain-killing and nausea-reducing benefits of marijuana make it especially tempting to ultramarathoners who compete in races that go uh, far longer and be much more withering than a 26.2 mile marathon. And uh, and in it, there, I'm, there's some quotes in here, but um, this was an interesting quote by a gentleman by the name of uh, Jen Shelton. And what he said is, is, the person who is going to win an ultra is someone who can manage their pain, not puke and stay calm. And mm-hmm. he said, pot does all three of those things. So, now, my first thought was, and, you know, this is kind of funny, I thought, but uh, I just can try to imagine that, you know, you decided you're going to ingest it. Because a lot of these guys, they're not smoking the weed. They're either using one of these fancy vaporizers to get it into their system, or they're eating it. And, you know, they're, they have, uh, you know, there's actually lots of uh, food products that are made with, with THC in them that you could purchase mm-hmm. in, you know, the dispensaries, uh, the legal dispensaries, and you know, that are uh, becoming more and more prolific around the country. But, um, and the cool, the cool thing about it, I guess, is that they, they, they really have a handle on dosage because, you know, as I, as I kind of mentioned earlier, back in our day, somebody threw a batch of brownies together and lo and behold, nobody was able to move. <laughs> it put everybody yeah. down. You, you know, you had to be really careful. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to do with it because I was scared of the stuff. But uh, you know they've got it down to the science, and they're eating it, and so they're using it like in peanut butter. Um, they're using it in various. So types are of- they are the are the are the ultra guys using it like as snacks along the way? Because I'm wondering how long does each um, each snack or each dose, so to say, last if you're controlling pain, nausea, and so forth. Well, if you're I going think that- for a, a thirty hour run, how you know how often do you eat it? Okay, well, okay, here, again, here's, let me just kind of quote this guy, and this is coming again from this, this is actually from a different article, I think this is from Runner's World magazine, but uh, uh, there's a guy by the name of Jeff Sperber, and uh, and here's what it says, this is after Jeff crosses the finish line of a 50-mile ultramarathon, he has a specific post-race routine. Like many runners, uh, first he stretches, then he eats some protein, and then about an hour later, though, he deviates from the ordinary program by inhaling a few puffs of marijuana from a handheld vaporizer. Mm-hmm. And, and so what, he, what he's suggesting here is that uh, when you've been running for that long, you've got swelling in the muscles, ache, aching joints, and you're, you're, you're tired. 
He said that, uh, you know, here's a guy that's been running since he was in college. He's been doing long-distance races since about 2007. And he says, you have the option of taking Advil, which helps with the swelling and inflammation, but it's also very taxing on the liver. Uh, and so what these guys are doing is they're, they're using um, these edible uh, uh, products and they're ingesting the, the, the weed through uh, these vaporizers. And they're using tinctures and topical ointments. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Is they're, they're talking about yeah, that's really uh, balms that they use to rub the weed into their legs. And the THC apparently has some, uh, some uh, pain-relieving effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently this guy, you know, was recovered from two hip surgeries and had a, uh, had a hernia. And, um, you know, so he's using this stuff, and he's, he's swearing by it. It says it's working for him, so... I don't know. Um, you know, in his case, I mean, well, if I, if I, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's what I was saying in the beginning. I, I mean, if it works for you, I think it's a good thing. I mean, if you're open to it and it, and it shows some benefits and go for it. Right. And, you know, and then there's um, the whole, the whole, you know, uh, concern with uh, competition in the Olympics and stuff like that. And I thought well, this was kind of this is kind of interesting. And this again is taken from the Wall Street Journal, but it, and they said, in a nod to the growing acceptance of marijuana as a recreational drug, the World Anti-Doping Agency in 2013 raised the allowable level of THC, the drug's active ingredient, to the amount that would trigger positive results only in athletes consuming marijuana in competition. That essentially gave the green light to marijuana uses during training, not to mention as a, street, uh, a stress reliever the night before a race. So they're basically saying that if you're not like whacked out on the weed uh, and it's really showing up heavy in, in your in your test, they just kind of like you know, they overlook it. They're kind of looking the other way in a way. And you know that's yeah. A I mean, big how move. long if they're saying you can smoke the night before to you know for whatever stress relief or whatever? But ha- how long does that stay in your system? I always remember as a kid saying or hearing that uh, you know it stays in your system for 21 days or whatever. And and so if there if if any of that is even close to true, you're using the night before or the day before, then that's definitely going to show up. So they're basically saying even if it shows up, is like you just said, if you're not like totally wasted, you can compete. Well, and, 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 the, and these guys have been messing around with it, and what they're finding is that um, if they if they you know they partake in the of the herb the night before, you know, come morning uh, they have a more restful sleep. They come they, they come out and they're able to get the job done and not really having debilitating effects while they're running. Some guys talking about how uh, it causes them to get razor focus when they're when they're out there. So. And that, not, I, I have I a little trouble. That. You think so? Well, I'll tell you why. I mentioned before, if I'm out in a social situation, I'll disappear. I can't, personally, I just can't handle it. But if I'm at home with my wife and we're, you know, whatever we're doing, if we're in bed or if we're watching a movie or something, I definitely can focus in on what I'm doing. And that's what I've seen before. It's kind of an, an enhancement. It's a bit of an aphrodisiac also, but I totally focus in on whatever I'm doing. Huh. So I can kind of see that where he's saying that um, he, you know, he, he focuses on his rotation of breathing and his heart rate and, and totally in touch with himself. I can really see how that would, would take effect. Okay, so here's another one. Uh, this is a guy who was a he was a former professional runner. His name is Chris Barnacle, 
And what he suggested is that, first of all, you know, the smoking of it is pretty much passe. They don't do that anymore, really. They, they're vaporizing mm-hmm. the marijuana, which uh, minimizes the potential risk of pulmonary disorders, things like this. But he suggested that he regularly ate marijuana-infused foods during non-running hours while a 5 or 10K, he was a 5 or 10K athlete at the University of Arkansas and University of uh, New Mexico. Uh, and he was later a sponsored athlete by uh, ASICS and New Balance. And he said he'd use the edibles, uh, he didn't use the edibles just for fun. He was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which caused drastic gastrointestinal distress and, and mm-hmm. caused all kinds of abdominal pain. And it, and it affected his ability to sleep and uh, it wrecked havoc on his appetite. And so he, he opted, rather than to go on prescription medication, he would begin eating crackers laden with marijuana-infused peanut butter. And he said mm-hmm. the digestive issues immediately disappeared, and uh, he felt like he was recovering a lot better internally. And, you know, uh, he said the stress that he had what in about- school, rela- relationships yeah. running, seemed to wither away. Yeah, I was going to ask how he felt, how, how, how it affected his stress levels also. So, yeah, that, I mean, those are huge benefits, regardless yeah, of said, running. But, I mean, yeah, those, he are, said those that, are just good, good benefits. He said that uh, there were some drawbacks. He said he felt like he would he'd end up with a bit of a drowsiness uh, and like a slight hangover the next day. Uh, he said in the mornings he would feel a little loopy and out of it, uh, felt like he needed a little coffee. But, I mean, uh, in, in his case, you know, Crohn's disease, you know, that's rough. Yeah, I mean, I mean that sounds it, like a that's a small price to pay. Right. Right. So to feel a little loopy and you need a cup of coffee. I mean. Right. Right. Uh, so I mean, there's there's uh, there's you know a lot of compelling conversation from people in respect to the benefits that they arrive at because they have other issues that they're suffering with and and you know um, I guess vaporizing a little pot you know puts some of these problems behind them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess I can get behind that. Yeah, I don't see any problem with it. Yeah. Um, so then I mean, it gets interesting. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't see a huge problem with supplements in general. I think uh, the organizations, I think, sometimes take it a little too far. I, um, I think it should be – I think basically they should be available available for everybody to take as they wish. I kind of f- feel like that about drugs in general anyway. Um, not that I'm a, I use drugs. I mean, really, like I mentioned, the most I only smoke pot very, very, very occasionally. But I think that it's something that people should have the choice to do. I think it, it would ease a lot of stress on uh, on the, our communities and society in general if people would uh, kind of back off the uh, kind of f- fake negative effects. Well. Uh, you know, I, I'm with you on that. I think that, uh, first of all, uh, it's it's ludicrous to me that someone could go out and get hammered in a bar. And, and you know, if a cop pulls you over, he gives you a breathalyzer. And if you skate through the breathalyzer, you're on your way. Uh, but there's no issue with you saying, well, yeah, I had a few drinks. Um, and it's socially acceptable. But there was a time where if somebody found a joint in your car, 
you know, they arrest you. They put you in jail for that. And because well, it's an still illegal in some stuff. areas. Well, yeah. Well, it's like it's like prohibition. You know, prohibition was ridiculous. I mean, it really was ridiculous. Yep. You, it festered so much crime in this country, and you know, obviously, uh, marijuana, uh, aside from other drugs, uh, being illegal in this country is, you know, don't even get me started with what that's done. You know, with uh, mm-hmm. the the crime rate and organized crime and and you know the the drug cartels and. You know, just billions of dollars earned because you know we, you know we. Nat, what's it? Uh, Nancy Reagan said, "Yeah, just say no." Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> that works. <laughs> but you know, uh, so getting back to the thing with the runners, I don't know. I you know, I I I, I could tell you, you know, just per- personally speaking, I don't see where it would do me any good at all. I mean, I wouldn't think, and, I, and I've got some stuff going on. I mean, this morning my knees were a little crickety, and, and uh, you know, I'm a little stiffer, and I don't recover from workouts like I used to. But uh, to be very, very honest with you, I don't find that, you know, partaking of the herb uh, is is of any advantage for me. And so I would never and have never looked at it like, oh, man, I need to smoke a joint because I'm just dying. I mean, I haven't oh. I haven't had that mentality in you know 40 years, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, if 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 at all, it would be more for recreational behavior rather than just because you know I'm trying to overcome a serious workout. Yeah, but, I mean, the same with me. I mean, I I can't imagine doing that to uh, to help any any workout or or training or anything. I mean, like I right. said before, it's totally for chilling out and relaxing and just kind of kicking back. <laughs> and I would, again, I would disappear off the track. If I was racing or, or working out, I would totally disappear. Yeah. You're one of those, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm turned into the biggest pot wimp on earth. Well, you know, and I'll tell you what, the, <laughs> you know, anybody that's been around it and been around people that, that you know, were first-timers or experimenting with it, some people don't handle that THC in their system at all. It causes them to be like hyper paranoid. It just makes a mess of them. So um, I, I again, it's I, you know we we were not of the of the ilk where you know they have control of this stuff now. I, I've been places where these guys start popping out their legal weed, and it's like a grocery store. I mean, or a pharmacy. They're going, oh yeah, this stuff will put you up. This stuff will put you down. This stuff puts you sideways. I mean, they've got all these different <laughs> all the strains. Different varieties. <laughs> oh yeah, and and they know very very specifically which one to reach for relative to what they're trying to achieve. And you know, we never had that. I mean, it was like again, our our, our critique was, oh man, this is good, <laughs> or this is crap. Yeah, right. You know, that was it. You know, you didn't really. But check this out. There, these guys. Um, there's these guys that were you know buddies at the University of Arkansas. Um. Uh, uh, let's leave their names out of it, but apparently they have, they're launching a business in Los Angeles that's called Zip Organics. And the focus of this company is they're making marijuana marijuana edibles. I put the two together. And they currently develop two bars. So check this out. A sweet potato date and pumpkin cherry. Each includes 25 milligrams of THC per serving as well as caffeine. The marijuana-laced energy bars aren't available commercially yet, but, 
you know, the partners hope to get the, them in stock in Los Angeles medical marijuana dispensaries soon. So now these guys are getting really, really creative. Yeah, they're creative about the way they're you – know, these are energy bars. You know, these are training mm-hmm. bars that, you know, the, the active ingredients, like, you know, um, the active ingredients currently in a, um, you know, a, a, a sports bar, maybe a little bit of caffeine and obviously some, mm-hmm. some type of sugar-based thing to give you some energy, but that's it. So, a lot of chemicals, too. Right. So now they're tossing in weed and, and for whatever it's worth. But I, I can almost envision somebody, you know, running, you know, especially the trail runners, you know. So, like, you're off, you're off in the Santa Monica Mountains and you're uh, running along and, you know, you're thinking, oh, I need a little bit of a bump. So you reach in your, your, your pack and you, 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 chew, you chew up a, uh, you know, one a of these sweet bars. potato pumpkin cherry bar. <laughs> hey, it sounds great. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you get this you get this wave of paranoia and you oh, where am I and you, well, you get lost you don't know what trail to go down. Uh, Mommy, hide under a bush for three hours. Oh. I'd be yeah. interested to see um, to to see what the effects are um, or lack of mental or yeah mental effects on uh, in, with those bars. So here, the THC what, and see how it actually affects you. I mean, do you actually yeah. get high, or is it just doing giving you all these other benefits? So, so this this is one of the founders, and this is what he says. He says the bars are designed to be eaten before runs. And this, I'm going to use his name, I guess. So his name is Chris Barnacle, I guess. And he says that uh, he eats about a half a bar. Um, about wait a minute, he eats a half a bar about an hour before lacing up, and he swears by them. He says, I'm much more in tune with my body after I've done one, and I huh. feel like I have more concentration so I can concentrate on my running form. Well, that's kind of what I was saying about, uh, you know, when I'm when my wife and I indulge occasionally. You definitely can connect. I agree with that. I, I can see how that would have the, that effect would happen. You know, I'm doing I'm doing a running clinic uh, on the 28th. Maybe I should hand out some of these bars because it, it's all about running form. Maybe if they mm-hmm. if they ingest these bars during the session, you know, they'll think I'm the greatest thing since white bread. <laughs> but so oh, what, yeah. they're, what they're suggesting is that um, you know what they they might be tapping into a phenomenon that neuroscientists have been studying for years, which is runners hot. And uh, um, it says, when you have runner's high, you have feelings that are very similar to those you would feel when you were smoking marijuana. Uh, You have a little sedation. uh, uh, You have analgesia and mild happiness, the loss of sensation of time and a loss of worries. And this is a quote by Arnie Dietrich. He's a Ph.D. in cognitive, cognitive neuroscientist, and he's a professor of uh, psychology at the American University of Beirut. And he's been studying altered states of consciousness for 15 years. What a title. Can wow. you imagine that? I want to be able to tell someone, well, yeah, I have a Ph.D. and I've been studying <laughs> altered, altered states of consciousness. That sounds like Timothy wow. Leary. Totally. Do you remember Timothy That's Leary? Funny. Yes. Oh, yeah. But they were doing uh they were doing, you know, acid and stuff. I mean, I don't know. 
Um, well, that was also before it was illegal. I mean, that was a completely 100% experimental drug. Sure. And the government was using it. Yeah. Yeah, and probably still do. Yeah. But back to um, what he was saying about the um, sedation and the mild happiness. See, I don't think I could run or even be motivated to run if I was sedated in any way. I mean, if I have, you know, a little too a little too much uh turkey for lunch, at 5 o'clock I'm just blowing it off. I mean, I can't hmm. I can't I need to be like motivated. I I don't see how I could be sedated and move. So, listen to this. This it's kind of fascinating, really. So this Dietrich says that runner's high occurs during sustained steady physical activity when the prefrontal cortex of the brain um, uh, downregulates. And he says, study shows that a performance enhancement happens, and the system in the brain that runs you, uh, or, let's see, let me see if this get this right, or plays tennis or does anything in the flow state, it's just simply efficient. Um, it says, what, what does he say? It says, uh, when the system is down-regulated, it enhances the other system, which is buffered for speed and efficiency. And he says a THC has a comparable effect. The neurotransmitter system that marijuana hijacks is a cannabinoid system. And the CB1 and CB2 receptors, the main target of THC, also down-regulates the frontal cortex functions. So the effect of the brain is similar through this method. So they're basically saying that you... This yeah, what does that all mean? Runner, well, what they're saying is this natural runner's high is uh, is is uh, created almost artificially through the use of the THC, and you, you it targets these receptors in your brain that causes you to, ha- to uh, result in the same outcome of a runner's high. And, and first of all, I never, you know, and there are I know there's people going to be listening to this. They're going to think I'm full of crap, but I have never experienced a runner's high in my life and i've been running oh my god forever and i've never had this like oh man i just got high off the run i did now maybe i'm looking for the wrong thing um i've enjoyed running i've enjoyed running immensely but i've never got this place where uh i just felt so you know groovy relative to the act of running it's always been mm-hmm. a chore. I mean, you know, running is a chore. I, I find it to be uh, work, and uh, it's enjoyable at times. I mean, sometimes you get into a rhythm and you feel pretty good about it. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing it, but I've never really experienced this runner's high. Hmm. I I definitely have, and I do often. Um, the chore is always at the beginning for me, and maybe throughout. I kind of feel it, um, or I I specifically feel it usually throughout the day after a good workout and the harder the workout and the harder the run it's like it i feel like the rest of my day i just feel like lighter and clear and more actually more energetic i think that's what the runner's high is for me anyway and i definitely feel that okay so this guy keeps me going so this guy also says that he doesn't recommend ingesting thc before a run in the hope of attaining a runner's high because the marijuana is a sedative he says it has a negative effect of motor performance. Uh, let's see. What else does he say? 
uh, he says when you, you when you smoke you become sluggish and lazy, so it it cannot be positive cor- posit- positively correlated with performance on a task that requires motion. So you know now I'm totally confused. So I you know earlier they were talking about ingesting this stuff in mid run, and all this stuff starts they go uh-huh. into this happy happy place, and according to him he's saying that it throttles you down. So. Maybe, maybe maybe it's that you need to eat a little bit of this stuff after you've been running for a while. I, I don't know if I get it. I don't know. I don't know. So this, there's another guy that says he, that uh, he refuses to use marijuana before a run, though sometimes he'll vaporize a little the night before uh, a race, and he says it helps him to deal with stress. He okay. says that yeah he says that it affects his performance. He says psychologically I'm concentrating on multiple things: cadence, rotation, breathing, heart rate. I want to be totally in touch with myself. So, in essence, he's saying that yeah. if he does a little bit of weed the night before, when he wakes up in the morning for a race, he's he's a little bit more in the zone when he needs to do his thing. Mm-hmm. So he 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 de-stresses the night before, so he's able to uh, concentrate on these things that that are apparently. Important. Apparently, listen. People, different people need it for different things, or, or right. request want it for different things. Well, you know, it. It. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if if you anybody that's ever read the lore of running, which is quite quite frankly, I, I highly recommend it. It's uh, produced by Dr. Tim Noakes, um, and uh, you know he's been kind of controversial controversial of late. I can't talk today. I don't know what my deal is, but. He's kind of controversial. Yeah, I know what you did last night. <laughs> Actually, you know, the problem is I've been absolutely... A little incredible. research, Richard? Yeah, no, yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I, I have not. I do not. But <laughs> okay. anyway, uh, this lore of running, he talks about the early pedestrian runners. And, you know, so they used to call these ultra runners, they were pedestrians. And what mm-hmm. they used to do for aid stations was a little bit of beef jerky and a shot of whiskey. So the same 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 uh uh hope is that through the whiskey, you know, they're kind of uh dampening down the, the pain and discomfort from the run. Uh-huh. So And um, a little protein from the beef jerky. Right. And probably some salt, you know. I mean, obviously you're gonna get uh-huh. you're gonna put back some of the electrolytes that you're losing and um I don't know. But I don't know. I, I used to know well, of that a, sounds interesting. I used to know of a, a a coroner that was famous for running marathons, and he would drink a beer at, at the conclusion of every mile. He would drink, <laughs> yeah, he would drink like twenty six beers in, in a marathon. Is, isn't that a beer run? <laughs> it, pro- it probably is now, um, but uh, you know, and he and he was uh, his bandwagon was that he felt that we can get too fit. And he said he did autopsies on just a slew of uh, ultra athletes that their body fat got so low and they got so, so um, lean too and lean. fit mm-hmm. that it killed them. And he, he just believed huh. that, you know, uh, his thing was drink the beer and run and it, it served him. And, and obviously that's a, you know, I think it's <laughs> a r- ridiculous proposition. 
But anyway, I mean, you you said it yourself. Different strokes for different folks, but yeah, pretty but, much. That's yeah. Uh, but that's kind of like that's kind of like doing a shot of vodka at every mile. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, why drink all that carbonated beer? Just you know, go for the good stuff immediately. Right. Right. And and if you yeah, do it like sounds a little crazy. If you do like a potato vodka, that's like carbohydrate, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> many benefits. Yeah, well, um I I don't know. I don't know where it's all headed, but um uh you know, I've noticed a lot of these ultra guys with, you know, they're doing the dreadlocks and Rastafarian, you know, uh, appearance hair and I don't know, maybe that's got something to do with it. Get out there in the the, the boonies and and stoke up a a split yeah. yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's all yeah, interesting. Yeah, man, vape out. <laughs> so uh, I should also, you know, I, just for the sake of um, getting some other commentary in this, I snatched some mm-hmm. of the comments that people were making to the online post that was done uh, by Runner's World by folks. Um, oh, cool. And so, uh, you know, I, um, I guess I should use these guys' names. What do you think? Since they did. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I got a guy by the name of Benjamin Eli Lane. And he said, marijuana takes the pain away, opens up the capillaries in the lungs, relaxes the body, focuses the mind, reduces nausea, subsides cramping, acts as an anti-inflammatory, and these are just a few of the benefits. I've been running three to five miles a day for 20 years. So in other words, it sounds to me like he's been smoking weed while he's running for the last 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And so here's another guy. Here's another guy. His name is uh, uh, Brandon Carr. And he said, I used uh, to vaporize before every single run. I ran harder, faster, and longer than when I ran without it. There's definitely something to be said about running while high. You don't have to be active for a prolonged amount of time. You can have an instant runner's high outside of lighting your marijuana on fire and breathing it into your lungs. There are no negative side effects. Smoking the marijuana does not create any health issues. Uh, the way you mm-hmm. smoke it might, but marijuana itself is not so, to blame. Did he, did he say smoking does not create any health issues? Or it well, just, I think he's, I think what it, he's trying just, to say is that if you are burning it and smoking it that way, that you run into some potential problems. But sure, the way he's by, doing by it, by nature of the smoke, he's saying this vaporizing technique. Um, eliminates all that potential risk. He says that uh, the way you smoke it uh, might be a problem, but the marijuana itself is not to blame. I've never used it for recovery, but I was usually high for hours after my run, so I suppose (laughs) that counts. Because I always ran at night a few hours before bed, so I always slept better to top it off. Give it a try. He's, he's He's giving it four thumbs up. Really? Oh, goodness me. But I mean, listen. Listen. By the way, well, the I think I, that makes sense, though. Yeah. The the reason I even brought this topic to the show today is because it's all over the place. I mean, I'm I'm reading. Here's another one. Men's Journal. Okay, they did a thing on marijuana as a performance enhancer, uh, and all these guys uh, they're doing this, you know. And here's another guy. Uh, his name. Uh, he's a triathlete. Now, this is where I think it gets a little edgy, right? I would not want to be loaded and riding a bicycle, you know, in traffic. You know, if you just right. have a if you have a lapse of attention and you kind of delve off into the road and you you catch somebody's front bumper, 
it's not going to be pretty. Well, what if you're doing some technical trails and you're kind of lit up? I mean, you could yeah. you could easily twist an ankle, you know, maybe you're you're by a cliff, break a bone or fall over a cliff. I mean, it can't <laughs> be that safe in that scenario. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're right. anything okay. that takes you out of your realm is got to be, you know, taken seriously, I guess. Okay, so check this out. This guy, he says four to six times a week, uh, he wakes up at 3 a.m. to train, but before he sits out, he opts not for a sports drink, but for 20 milligrams of THC in a marijuana energy bar. And by the time it kicks in, 30 minutes later, he started an hour into the pool, a three-hour bike ride, or a 13-mile run. He said, marijuana relaxes me and allows me to go into a controlled meditation place. When I get high, I train smarter and focus on form. They keep coming back with this focusing on form. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they, I tell you what, they've got, like, you know, for those of the people that are listening to this that are, that are uh, you know, thinking, oh, i got to try this. Uh, they've got. I've got a recipe here. I got a recipe here for some no bake toasted coconut energy bars. Okay. And, okay. So apparently, the first step in making these uh, pot infused energy bars is um, it's it's they they say it's painfully mathematical. You got to be really really careful about how you do it because obviously the dosage is you know as we discussed earlier. It could be an issue if you're not if you're not paying attention to what you're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, accordingly, you know, the the I'll have to say that the weed out there these days is far more potent than it was back in the day. Yeah, so definitely. You, you definitely got to be careful. Um, you just got to just be careful how how to you know figure out how strong to make them. Because um, he says here, nearly everyone has an opinion of how much pot to use. And one learns quickly <laughs> to be discerning. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's what happens. Um, okay, so what's Okay, so what you want to do is you want to end up with about 0.2 to 0.25 grams of pot per serving, and that's usually enough. Uh, and it says, "Well, uh, that's the problem right there." From before, yeah. we used to throw bags of it in spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> throw a little more; it's like oregano. Yeah, yeah. But th- what they do is, um, uh, l- let me just kind of go through the steps. Okay, first of all, let's, for those that's interested in making this stuff, let me give them a whole the deal. Okay, first thing you got to have is a generous amount of weed. <laughs> you got to <laughs> <Yeah>. have <laughs> you got to have at least two tablespoons of coconut oil. You got to have a quarter cup of butter or coconut butter, two cups of unsalted cashews, one cup of pitted dates, some ground cinnamon, sea salt, two-thirds of a cup of unsweetened shredded coconut, a brownie pan, parchment paper, and a food processor. Okay, so the first step is you got to extract the THC. And what you do is you grind a tablespoon of pot, whichever strain you want, and it, they tell you the sativa will keep you from wanting to stay on the couch but the indicas will be better for relieving pain. So already they just they just gave us a tip here, okay? Sativas huh. get you going. The indicas uh, are good for pain relief. 
Okay. So, now that does that's that's like Chinese to me anyway. I don't know which one's which. Indica pain relief. Hold on. Okay, go on. <laughs> it goes. Uh, it says if you're aiming to go for a longer distance, uh, the indicas are good. So it's up to you which one you use. Then what you do is you, uh, uh, in a crock pot or a double boiler or a regular saucepan on very low heat, you cook one cup of oil with the grounded herb, stirring occasionally every half hour or so. You should heat the oil in the pot together for at least two to three hours. This is You can modify these measurements according to what you want to make. Of course, do the math. So in other words, they keep referring to the dosage. You want to make sure you don't go nuts. But that's a process, right? You're going to be cooking this this weed for three hours, and then what you that's do? That's a commitment is, right there. I'm telling you, and and your mind's on it all day, right? So uh, <laughs> I wonder if it gets neighbors high while you're cooking this stuff. <laughs> so um, and then what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to preheat your oven to 350 degrees, and you spread two thirds a cup of unsweetened shredded coconut onto a baking sheet. And you cook it for five to six minutes until the coconut is golden brown. All right? And then step three is you put the coconut aside and spread two cups of unsalted cashews onto the baking sheet. Cook those for another five to six minutes until fragrant, it says. And then step four is in a food processor, mix the coconut, the cashews, one cup of pitted dates, a healthy amount of cinnamon, and a tiny amount of sea salt. Pulse until the mixture is crumb-like. That's in the food processor, okay? And then step five is add a quarter cup of unsalted butter, butter, and you can also use coconut butter if you're lucky enough to find it, and then two tablespoons of your THC-infused coconut oil. Two tablespoons now, Jimmy, not four, okay? (laughs) And pulse pulse until the mixture starts to clump, uh, if it looks too dry, go ahead and add a little more butter and or the coconut oil if you're feeling optimistic. And he's referring to the stuff that's got the weed in it, right? And then uh, the step six is in a brownie pan, uh, like an 8 by 8 inch pan, should do the trick, says uh, dab some oil and lay down uh, a sheet of parchment paper. Make the paper stick to the sides, then pour out your mixture into the pan, smooth it out, stick the whole thing in the freezer for 15 to 20 minutes, and then step seven is slice them up and eat one. <laughs> or put put one in your gym bag. It says put one in your gym bag for later. And, and uh, this is the final note here. It says it makes eight to 16 bars depending on your tolerance. Okay? So what's that? Is that like four bars? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be probably like 60 for me. I'm such a lightweight. You know what's really funny is uh, on occasion, like around Christmas and stuff, I'll make cookies. I don't know. I just I get a thing. I feel like I want to make some cookies. Um, I, I don't know what it is. But, um, you know, the recipe always calls for it's going to make 20 or 25 or something like that. And I make I end up getting like six. I get, I get this. <laughs> Big, big cookies, right? And my wife's looking at me like, dude, you got six cookies out of all that. I said, well, yeah, they're, they're the kind of cookies I like. They like the big ones. So uh, clearly I need to shy far, far away from this whole concept of 
baking up some <laughs> actually cooking it yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. But there apparently there's a market for this uh this uh, uh prefab product. Uh they're making they're making butters, they're making tinctures, they're making balms and it's just it's almost like a magical plant, right? I mean, they're making clothing out of it. They make I think my wife has a pair of shoes that are made of hemp. Some uh some uh, you know, like tennis shoes that are that are they're made out of marijuana hemp. Mhm. But I think I do. Well, it's supposed to be one of the strongest uh, uh, fabrics you can produce, using it for clothing and and others. Yeah, just personally speaking, I think I I do better wearing the shoes out of marijuana than eating them. Than smoking the shoes. Yeah, I just I just really feel like um, it's just too much for me. I mean, honestly, it's just too much for me. I, I it it I don't like. Um, I don't like the deadhead mentality that produces for me. I, I like to be. It's enough. Well, that's the thing. I I I think that is not the same effect on everyone. I mean, that certainly is for me, and I can't. I just can't see doing that as a training. Uh, uh, anything to do with training, but to um, for a lot of people. I mean, I know people, personal friends that. I mean, they get the first thing they do getting up out of bed in the morning is you know smoke out. And they do it consistently throughout the day, and that's their way of functioning. I, I don't know that it's right or wrong, but hey, it works for them. I got no problem with it. Well, I wouldn't hire somebody that did that. You know, I mean, to be honest well, with you, if I knew if a guy came to me want to work for me, and I knew that he had a daily habit of waking up and you know firing up a joint before he started his day, he's not working for me. He just to yeah, me, yeah, probably I would, wouldn't either. As especially as a business owner, I wouldn't want that environment in the business in the in the in the workplace on my job sites but um i wouldn't hold it against him personally well I'm, it's not a function of holding it against him i'm just saying that uh, it it it's well let me put let me put it a different way if i knew somebody that woke up and they you know they put about 4 ounces of uh whiskey in their coffee to get out of bed in the morning i wouldn't want to hire him either yeah yeah for sure now, so I mean, I just think there's a time and place for things like this, and and um, if I if I have to have any um, uh, brain power, uh, then these these things are off the table. You know, I, I, I like to be when it's time to be sharp. I need to be sharp. You know, and I, I don't know. It's just you know what I think it is, Jimmy. I, I'm so far removed from it at this point in my life that um, I, it, it's just not in my radar. It's not something that I would think. Ah man, I feel like crap. I need to smoke a joint. You know, I don't, that's yeah. not. It's not in my vocabulary. It's not in my. It's not in my wheelhouse. I don't. I don't think in those terms. Well, how much? How much coffee do you drink? Uh, you know, every day I have a couple cups cups of coffee in the morning, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I never. I never drink. Well, I. I think. Uh, I just think it's a personal thing. I mean, again, I'm not. Uh, indulging in it but i really don't see a problem with it if people can function on it or choose to function on it and they're not certainly not hurting anyone and apparently not hurting themselves either i don't have any problem with it right i i guess it rolls back to uh the primary concern is just how responsible you are you know i mean mm-hmm. if if you if you're out of control whatever puts you out of control is a problem especially if you don't identify that you're going out of control. 
So, I well, mean, that, yeah. that comes back to a lot of different things. I mean, whether you're, you know, you're, you're smoking weed or you're drinking or whatever you're doing, if it's getting in the way of normal function or it's doing something that's going to impede your progress in life or inflict upon others, it's a bad idea. But what if it enhances? Well, then it's a good That's idea. That's what I mean. It seems to affect different people in different ways. Right. So, again. It, 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 you, and I, it, you and I, it would definitely impede us in our daily lives and our daily functioning throughout the day. But a lot of people, it actually, um, you know, it enhances <laughs> their ability to function. Well, going and, back. I mean, I, you went back, you said a few minutes ago you wouldn't hire the guy that pours four ounces of whiskey to to get up in the morning either. But. That, I think, is – I do think that's a little different. I mean, that is definitely a sign of a guy that's got a disease. I don't think that getting up and starting off with, you know, a, a couple of bong rips is uh, is considered a disease. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what camp you, you're looking at. Because I, I can tell you that I know people that, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to use the term addicted, but – they're highly reliant that if they don't if they don't have that little bit of weed every day mm-hmm. they're they're just they don't they can't function they they need that to well that, that's, level that's them why up. I asked you about coffee because I feel that a lot of things are habitual uh I drink coffee every day i I have an espresso machine and I probably have five or six you know double strong shots of espresso with no sugar or milk or anything. And I crave it when I get up in the morning. But if I go, you know, if if I go on vacation or if my machine's down, sometimes it breaks down, and I don't have it for a week, I mean, I don't get jitters. I don't get the sweats. I don't, like, freak out that I don't have it. I just go on. And when I get the machine back, I start having my coffee. So huh. I think that it's uh, a lot of it is is mental addiction i guess you would call it but it's a it's just a mental condition where you're you're used to something something habitually i don't think i I know i don't want to put down or or take away from people that are addicted to uh marijuana and are having trouble with it but i think that um i don't want to get in trouble here but i don't think that marijuana is as addictive as many many other substances that we uh use well, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, you know, and I, you know, this, the whole focus of this really was not about, you know, to cast dispersions one way or the other. Uh, I just, I'm just looking at it. It's an observation. And I just, I found it interesting that um, it became trendy for, for runners. And um, I, I don't know, I just, having been a runner a long time and, Having had history with with uh, you know recreational uh, devices such as marijuana back in the day, mm-hmm. I just never I don't know I never put the two together and and so I'm just looking at it and I knew that you would be the perfect person to kick this can down the road. So <laughs> it's all interesting stuff. It's all interesting stuff. Well, have we kicked have we kicked it far enough down the road? We're 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 coming to a conclusion here. So let's right. give you some parting thoughts, big boy. Well, hey, first of all, I want to ask you: Are there any? Uh, is there any way to take calls from people that might be listening, asking questions? Yeah, well, there there is, and um, we watch the switchboard. <laughs> what a there, concept! Re- 
No, actually, we, we, we have the switchboard set up where if someone called in, we could have taken the call. And I did put it up on the social media to let people know if they wanted to call and they could. But, you know, I think it's so – you know what I really expected? I thought it would be a little dead because uh, I think people are a little scared of getting into the controversy, you know? I wanted to I wanted yeah. I, I wanted to dig a little into the controversial aspect of things as opposed opposed to just talking about this vanilla nature of training and exercise and fitness. Let's look at the dark side just a little bit. Show our edgy side, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I don't even consider it that though, the the so-called dark side. I mean, it's just another uh product out there to help enhance people. Hmm. You can use it, and it helps you go for it. I don't see it as a darkness. All right, I get you. See, that's what, a stigma. I mean, do you really see it as a darkness? It's a stigma. It's just like because it's been illegal for so long that causes it to look as, as something that's dark. Yeah. So I'm 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 the politics of it have, have taken hold on me, and it's going to take a while. And I think across the board, it's taken hold on a lot of people. So it's it's hard to uh, to uh, you know just Give it the nod, so to speak. Well, anyway, I yeah, think we've done. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think we've done our bit, and uh, I want to thank you, Jimmy, well, for good. coming on and helping me with this. And hey, hopefully, thank you, Richard. Thanks for calling, or thanks for asking me to call in. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a good talk. I hope uh, I hope that uh, we've encouraged people to to take a look at it, and maybe you know give a pass to someone that decided to go that route because they felt it was helping them out, especially, especially if they're, you know, suffering from Crohn's disease for Christ's sake. Oh man. Listen, it's all about being open-minded and being happy. Do what you want to do to enhance yourself. Don't hurt anyone. Don't hurt yourself, but go for it. Those are the parting words I was looking for from you. Thank you. Thank you. There thank you. you go. All right, let's set it down. All right, Richard. Thanks. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.